<clears throat> and then Johnny's probably going to do the same thing. I've done that already. Joe's hit record. Yeah, I've hit record. And then what we do is say, how are you doing, Joe? And then I start talking. No, you just say, like, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to just say you're well. How are you doing, yeah, Joe? Well. I'm doing I'm not going to lie, boys. Okay. <laughs> not I'll so remember. good. That's what you said. And how are you, Johnny? I'm doing great. Thanks, James. So that, this should be everything yeah. now. We're now we're professional. So let's just have a little talk about your uh, jacket there, Joe. Yeah, well, I was, you know, I kind of ran out of time for a shower. So I had to, uh, I had to do something about it. What is that, a towel? No, it's like, a, it's, it's Meg's fur. <laughs> it's like, I, it's in honor of Glenn Johns' ridiculous coat. So. That's nice. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's not real. <clears throat> I mean, well, it's a real more, coat, but it's not I'm wearing my bathrobe robe, which is more of a kind of Harry Nilsson approach to things. <laughs> yeah. But. yeah, that's Beatlesy. It's still Beatlesy, though. That yeah. is Beatlesy. I'm in my EDM cupboard right now. <laughs> that's more like Giles Martin, like modern yeah, Beatles. I'm kind stuff. of modern B2. Yeah. Yeah, that's surround sound Beatles. Yeah. Joe, are you talking on a vintage U87 right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, oh. Um, I don't know. It what sounds really saying. good. Does it sound good? I've got it going through a 1073. Uh, <laughs> Does it sound good? Yeah. I've notched a bit of the, the the top end off. I'm driving my vocal a bit for that kind of like, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, don't, don't let yeah. me down. You I'm really hear it. Yeah. I could hear that yeah. top end, that kind of natural saturation you get with the 1073 preamps kind of i mean it's not a real one it's like an aml which is a is, is a great brand of uh 1073 copy you're not, you're not be- supposed to tell people that you're just supposed to put a piece of paper over and write <laughs> neve there well i've got a bae oh, yeah. 1073 tabletop right now so we're both using them but i'm only going through an sm7 so you know i, I don't mean that's the, the microphone of choice these days you know podcasting well for i don't everything. know i I might go Neumann though. I like that you got that kind of revolution. When you first came on and I wasn't looking, I thought it was John Lennon on the show. <laughs> yeah. I was going to bring my, I got this a wicked little delay pedal um, made by Death by Audio. And uh, shout it's got out that kind there, of tube shout thing. Out. Oh, yeah, I'm shouting that out. Actually, mine's got a bit of a noise floor on it. But uh, yeah, I lent it to my friend Karima. Um, we were going to have a gig or something and uh, I forgot to get it back. So okay. we can Why? add it in post. Why do all these companies that make music gear have death in the name? <laughs> my friend, my friend Ian in California is this one Magic Death Eye. Oh, and this one's Death by. What is the obsession with death and music? A morbid curiosity for audio. Yeah, some of my yeah. favorite like style of joke style. I'd I'd like to be in the boardroom when they make that decision. You know, I'd like to be a fly on the wall there. Kind I of just thought maybe there was something joke. I didn't know about. Like, oh, well, shit. music's I just over. My, yeah, my thing stopped recording. I'm gonna nice. start it recording again. Nice, it's dude. a good, it's a good start for audio. And basically, Magic Alex here. What Tell you me when you're recording again? Because I'm gonna have to edit it. Yeah, it's recording again now. I mean, shit, you can't possibly annoying. be expected to engineer with a coat like that to engineer and produce <laughs> the session all on <laughs> your Jones own. Does it? I mean, he does. Do He's it, got but. people hanging out though. To, you know probably making sure it's recording while he's in there telling paul to play a different bass he must i mean this is my fault for having a cracked version of logic though isn't it i mean at the end of the day come on joe that's what i'm doing too that happened to johnny (laughs) yesterday too his logic cut out no you know why 
I figured out why because I had my headphones into my laptop just as a last minute fix for something. And I realized when they're plugged into your laptop, if they get jostled or unplugged, it stops recording. Right. I troubleshooted that this morning. Uh, I'm just thinking that, like, don't you two both own studios? I read one. It kind of reminds me of those when you go to uh, you go to like uh, one of those trade shows, and the sound there is always awful. And you like go in, and it's like everyone there has been in pro audio for like at least forty years, and the PAs <laughs> always sound awful. Right. Um, so yeah, maybe it's that. I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, Zoom can pick up the nuances of uh, the U eighty seven. I think it will. It's pretty good. It'll send me well. It listen. It's a complicated it's set up and we're pretty convinced on impossible way of life that we're the only people on earth who figured out how to make it sound like we're all in a room together but it does rely on logic working and if you're running cracked gear i mean listen you said it out loud now they might shut you down they probably have some kind of like algorithm apple in in kind of cohorts with zoom that listens for people saying cracked (laughs) they can hear it Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing upgrades. So if, um, if Steve Jobs' ex-wife is listening. Yeah. You know. Didn't, well, you could ask, doesn't, didn't Laura Scanlon work for her for a bit? Can't we just ask her for... <laughs> we could, uh, shout out to we could Laura. put the call in. I was thinking, um, actually, that uh, either whilst listening to Impossible Way of Life or watching the Get Back film, we could make some sort of drinking game where every time either you or one of the Beatles says, you know, okay. um, you have right. to drink. Well, I've been really excited to start saying, you know, <laughs> that again. would be get ugly because real quick. I'm technically allowed to do it because <laughs> You're um, allowed. I'm from there. So it's yeah, I'm a allowed. plastic northerner, aren't I? Yeah. Aren't I? So welcome to impossible way of life, a pro audio podcast and uh, also <laughs> a friends reunited podcast. This is a Wednesday episode. So if you like, what you hear, subscribe to our Patreon and sign our petition as well to get Peter Jackson to release all the footage from the roof of the Get Back sessions. Um, this is my friend Joe Dudderidge, who um, a lot of you know, Von Cruz, who's been on this podcast, Sam, a lot. Well, Sam and Joe used to play in a band together in Manchester, and we kind of all grew up. Grew up's not quite the right word because. We were probably 18 when we all started hanging out. But Joe was the only Southerner in Manchester at that point. <laughs> Which is true. You were. You were the only one. So, And also, interestingly enough, used to look a lot like Dave Grohl. And we used to go place to place in Manchester convincing people he was Dave Grohl. But that doesn't really work as much anymore. Especially with the Glyn Johns coat. Yeah, it's true. I mean... I think I started off when I was a kid, I looked like Robbie Williams and then I started looking like Dave Grohl. Um, and then I kind of look like a, a fat Hugh Jackman these days. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have a young bride. So uh, Dave Grohl looks young bride. Yeah. Dave, Dave Grohl looks we- weird now anyway, though. I think you're better off. Yeah. You he's ever met he's Dave kind Grohl, of puffed Joe? up these days. Um, yeah. He's that guy, like, guy out of Pearl Jam, right? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think he uh, was dead and he was in uh, Soundgarden. Uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's Dave Grohl, isn't he? He's like the nicest guy in rock and roll, except for he that prob- story he told me or told us all. He'll yeah. probably say eventually that he was in Pearl Jam 
and Soundgarden. It could go like the way of, of you know, because he's in the McCartney school of laying claim to things. Yeah. You know, yeah. once when he's like 85, you know, Cornell's dead, Cobain's to everybody else. He'll be like, actually, I drummed in Pearl Jam on all well, those records. Well, if you records. make a guest appearance, does that mean you're in the band? Well, Cornell's According to him, it Grammy does. this year. Chris Cornell. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cornell's up for a Grammy. Best rock album somehow. What? Wow. Well, that's wow. what happens. It's paint a vulgar picture, isn't it? By the Smiths. It's like, you know, at the record company party on their hands, a dead star, you know, that everyone gets excited because they, it's like, oh, we're definitely going to win a Grammy this year, boys. Right. Honestly, I think it's like, genuinely, it's like the Grammy for best rock is like Dave Grohl's like coffee table book somehow because it's like indigo chapters i don't know what we have in england like Barnes the and soundtrack and stuff, to his where it's like coffee table it's not book? even there's so few rock albums now that they have to let books in to be <laughs> like potentially best rock kind of commodified product so like dave grohl i think yeah. chris cornell's in springsteen obviously well does that mean the podcast could be up for a grammy i think that we're going to be up for best technical recording we for us it's more junos here in canada yeah it's like the and, brit okay. awards but you even know what's that's also shooting really, pretty high i think and what's really the music good about, of beatles origin well it's really good Mobas. about that is um that i tell i've been nominated for junos in canada and i tell my mom and dad and they're like that's amazing because they think it's like a brit award but it's definitely not as good as a brit award so you know because brit you awards are quite Juno prestigious you win yeah yeah Get a one yeah, I'm, I'm going for producer. There are the there are Vancouver podcast awards though, Jim. What That's happened so with that, cool. man? Do you want to know? Mean, who's, let me tell you who's in for best rock performance. Pod, oh, I thought you were going to say best rock podcast. This is, this the, is the Grammys. Foo Fighters, Making a Fire, <laughs> Deftones, Ohms, Chris Cornell. Nothing compares to you. Presumably, He's, that was. Ancient artifacts of rockers, and these AC people. ACDC shot in the dark. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. The Grammy's relevant. Wow. Why is McCartney not in there? He put a record out. That shows the state of rock these days. I'll tell you that. But he put a record out. How is he not in there? Where's McCartney? Or maybe it's next year. That's not rock, to. man. He's more that's singer-songwriter. Clown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, that's not i mean those groups you mentioned those guys know how they rock hard according to the grammys you know i'm looking here to see yeah tony tony bennett's got a few nods this year it, not in the rock category nah he it's nominated every time he does something too he's just beloved well i'm looking here at the best metal performance and there's a dream theater are up Oh, here we go. Best rock song, Find My Way by Paul McCartney. He's got he's got one. He's in huh. there. Best rock song. Do you want to know who's in this? We've got a Kings of Leon song. We've got a Van Halen song. <laughs> <laughs> Paul McCartney, Foo Fighters, and Weezer. Who's the Is current it singer? <laughs> yeah, okay, I no, mean... here you go, actually. Paul McCartney nominated for Best Rock Album. Oh, it is him it's so it's he's up against foo fighters actually and up against chris cornell this Vo is hilarious chris cornell's like, album's called no one sings like you anymore volume one because you're dead because you're yeah. dead that's what it's yeah i mean that's in brackets. implying yeah 
<clears throat> well, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a really fun night. Cutthroat evening. Yeah. Yeah. That might be worth us watching, though, just to see the relationship between Grohl yeah, and Carney. And if so. that is the moment Grohl ascends to rock and roll heaven. Maybe they'll be like a, they'll probably perform together. Yeah, you'd think so. They will. When is the Grammys? It's early in the year, isn't it, normally? Or is that the Oscars? I have, no, I haven't watched that. And I remember it was uh, like the day after Kobe died. Yes. When did Kobe Which, die then? Yeah, because I... Uh, Sorry, when was Kobe killed? I think it was like February or March. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when it is. Need Luke on for that more, because he's kind of... He's LA. Yeah. He's more into it. I was down there when Kobe died, man. And then the Grammys were at the Staples Center. Yeah. It was a heavy Ooh. scene. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing was just a tribute to Kobe. They changed Talking the whole... About, um, uh, Kobe, you want to explain to me, Johnny, a little bit about that Nielsen throw in a like curry zone, like <laughs> three pointer from the That's halfway amazing. line video? That's explain a, what's going on there. That's such a good story. It, it's so I'm sure cool. Joe would like the story. It's very Nielsen and very Beatlesy too, because he bet RCA that he could make a video for his new song, like uh, for under five thousand dollars. And uh, so they were like, okay, we'll give you $5,000 and you can make a video. So all he did was rent the Staples Center for like an hour, uh, the whole thing. And then he got a film crew in there and he got Ringo to come and just sit in the, in the empty stands. And then he was like, all I'm going to do is just go and run up and shoot a jump shot from center court and sync it. And then we'll, we'll pan up to the scoreboard and it'll say, Nilsson won RCA zero. <laughs> and that'll be the whole video. <laughs> and so he went and like grabbed the ball. He's like, okay, we good to go. Let's do this. And he went and grabbed the ball. First shot from center court, drilled it. Oh. Like nothing but net. And they weren't rolling. No. And he was like, and he was like, you gotta be kidding me. So they were the cameras weren't filming. So then it took him 50 more tries to get it again. Oh. That's still pretty good though. And then he got it again, and then they just pan to Ringo in the crowd, like, slow clapping, and that's the video. It's so funny. That's genius. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, do you want to talk Beatles? Beatles. Yeah. Let's talk Beatles, yeah. Joe, you were in the States last week. Yeah. Playing a show with a kind of... I would. I was trying to explain to Johnny, Lizzie's vibe, kind of a Laurel Canyon vibe, if I... If I'm yeah, I mean, she wrong. lived in Cali for. Uh, I mean, she we lived had, in Ojai, didn't she? I yeah, Ojai. We actually played a Joni Mitchell, the the classic, you know, um, River Christmas song, which is so, so fucking sad every time. Yeah, man, it's super but, sad. She nailed it, Canada, man, but, dude. <clears throat> yeah, man. Um, I mean, we're in Minneapolis, so it's like halfway there, really. We weren't far from Canada, but that's pretty much it's pretty Canada. much Canada. Yeah. yeah, anywhere in the Midwest, really. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really nice. It was. Um, it was all quite short notice, but flew out there, which I had to take a million tests. But Minneapolis is great, and I had a real uh, good town. Good town. Yeah, Did you have to play experience. Crossroads when you're talking about tests? Were they musical tests? Like you have to play Crossroads. By I mean, Eric it Johnson was a test because I had to learn so COVID. many Christmas songs in such a short space of time. But was it a Christmas tour? It was, like a Christmas, it was... just a one-off show that she uh, was oh. thrown in at the last minute, and uh, so I flew out and 
We had one day's rehearsal and then can you talk then, to us a little bit about because you know the holidays are coming up here and i'm sure, sure our fans fun. would love to know what's on the playlist for a christmas show like that what did you have to learn we well we i kind of i did a, an arrangement of um uh well there was like we did ha- have yourself a merry christmas we did river we did we did we got we got slayed Slade wasn't a big hit in the U.S., I don't think, but... Slade? Uh, the band Slade, Merry Christmas, yeah. everyone, yeah. Oh, that's... Oh, okay. I thought that it was this, a song called a song Slade. Called Slade. Yeah, like a Santa's like Slade. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Slade. Sense. I mean, someone should do that, but... Yeah, I'm going to do it right away. Johnny's well, kind we, of a Christmassy guy, so... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... A thing about these Christmas shows is they come... They come... I mean, I've been doing like the odd one for the last maybe five years. I was always quite cynical about them, but then. Mm-hmm. But you, I know in your of, old age, you take any gig you can, really, don't basically, you? Basically, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's quite nice because but I guess by the time I'm 70, um, I'm going to know about 100 Christmas songs. And so w- when everyone's like sat around right. you know, in the uh, apocalyptic future, when we're just sat around the barrel. Just the family. Down, yeah, I've been exactly. watching yeah. Time Team a lot recently so that makes sense <laughs> yeah. to me visually are, are you a, a guitarist joe uh, no i'm a piano player well oh, piano. Both, both, oh, good. yeah piano first and then guitar. but that's more Christmassy to gather around the piano and do oh, them yeah, all yeah. when you're 70 yeah yeah that's, though it's I mean, be a bit harder to get a piano out around the flaming barrel yeah <laughs> outside the, <laughs> well, inside the it would, wouldn't hole. stay in tune it wouldn't it, you'd you'd have a lot of trouble finding a tuned piano well, in the post apocalypse big deal anymore we learned that from the beatles get back documentary tune a piano out of tune though i, I feel like it is really tune. noticeable it's a bit of a tom Waits for christmas energy. for oh yeah i guess kind of a saloon we piano we won't have christmas anymore cuz we'll be pagan <laughs> right <laughs> Well, yeah, that, I reckon, that would be the the cruel irony of you learning seventy million Christmas songs. By the time you can play them all, will we will be pagan again? That's true. And, and he won't be able to find a piano anywhere because it'll all play. been burned for firewood. You can yeah. just replace the Jesus word with something. I mean, the the top line's the main thing, isn't it? the top right. line and the harmony? And then we can we can come up with more kind of pagan lyrics. Yeah, and talk about suit. the Maypole and stuff. Yeah. I mean, right. talking of tuning, though, like I think Billy Preston may have been the only one in tune on on those sessions because you know the, those roads get pretty kind of, I mean, they get tuned, and everyone else is like, yeah, just you know, tune to Ringo's Tom or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what Luke, our friend who we spoke to yesterday, because we're really trying to like get these all in before Christmas. He had a. Th- he kind of thought he's a big tuning guy like he really likes tuning he kind of like for him like blues gets good with the invention of the boss tuner oh that's like late 80s late late 80s 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 kind of the best era for tuning pretty sure the the tuning and the with the beatles started tuning to the roads yeah i mean also in for me i I couldn't disagree with your friend uh more no offense to him but like The oscillation, the oscillation in blues between the instruments is what makes it good. And actually, when you clean it up too much, is when it starts to sound nasty. Well, you clearly are not well, a more of an Robert Cray guy. fan. No, Joe's more down home on the porch, right. kind of yeah. mama's grits kind of guy. Yeah, right. I sing sharp. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm just trying to like reach above the loud band. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. that kind of guy. Yeah, you've always struck me as that kind of guy for sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at you in that fur coat and all your lush plants surrounding you in that Neumann microphone, and I just think blues. 
Oh yeah. You know? Oh, gee, I think what, this what guy think knows blues. Guy? Well, that whirly. <laughs> what do you think about this guy? Yeah, it's that's bluesy. The, there's the where's the whirly there. That's bluesy. Yeah. In fact, if anyone knows how to tune, I really need to learn because if I take that thing on the road, it's going to be a mess. You could just get a Nord and cover it with the whirly thing, (laughs) like Nord shame. They call it Nord shame. (laughs) I've heard about this. Really? Yeah, and but then there's it's called Nord shame, where you get like a whirly (laughs) cover. And I saw tons of people when I was in LA, and everyone. Yeah, and then, but it's now okay. there's a shame. Now there's a new thing that people are ashamed of the Nord shame. So they're just going back to the red Nord okay. because they're... That's kind of like the great blues reset. That's what we yeah, talk exactly. about a lot. It's <laughs> like when you kind of like, at one point you're kind of like, you've got, first it's the tuna, and then you get past the tuna and you sort of start like, I don't know, kind of getting really complicated amps made, inbuilt effects... You know, yeah. you want to sound like Robert Johnson. You want that kind of out-of-tune sound. You switch like a feature on the amp and it'll do it for you. And then, you know, we get that far in and eventually you got Jack White making like a guitar out of a tree stump. And then we're well, back. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather be at the bottom of that tree watching him chop that off and then listen to him jam it than be like sweating over a boss tuner and in some club in Chicago trying yeah. desperately to get in tune. Yeah, exactly. Mick Jagger's in the audience in a but red you'd be, shell suit. Yeah, Definitely. but exactly. You see, you'd be part of the great reset then, and so then you, what you, you're you, saying is you're you're ready to reset. You I'm, wouldn't be at any of the Black Keys shows right before. You'd be the one in the crowd, kind of protesting. This is not Judas, blues with Judas, a sign. Yeah, <laughs> this is not blues. And then you'd kind of start your own movement, and then. I think yeah. that that show where the Stones are in the basement, I think they're doing like a session with maybe a Buddy guy. And Buddy's like, you know, he's still got it. And the Stones are like in shell suits. And I feel like at that point, <laughs> that's when the blues died. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Buddy I mean, guy's one of the bluesiest motherfuckers oh, around, dude. It's not, he's quite it's not Buddy guy. It's yeah. the Stones wearing these fucking shell suits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the boss, kind of. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I've been um, kind of expounding a theory of yours, Joe, um, over the last couple of weeks. So credit where credit's due. I want to give it back to you. Like, you're you're pretty convinced, because I know you've watched the Beatles um, get back. You watched it once all the way through, and then you got on a plane from Houston back home and watched the whole thing again, which I told Johnny about, and he was like, I'd give anything to get on a (laughs) nine-hour flight right now so I could just be alone. Just so I could... For the pure immersion of being trapped with it again for yeah. nine hours, but like not even like oh I can get up and no, do something out. Like I have to yeah. watch trapped it again with the Beatles. Yeah. But you kind of were saying, Joe, that like your kind of big kind of realization is that the Beatles are the only band that didn't try to make things good ever. Yeah, I think. I mean, I, I listened to um, "Let It Be Naked" as well, which is obviously kind of what they intended. Um, well, what the initial thing maybe sounded like but i just think they they had a way of like reaching a point and then sort of abandoning it and i like to i like to approach recording like that but the thing that i don't do is just believe in what i'm doing enough to like put the vocal down live and you maybe it just wasn't a choice back then because obviously we know they did like please please me and st- stuff like that you know the first album in a day so they were used to it but to just commit and like sing the song if this, you don't know the words then don't record it kind of thing but they mm-hmm. were just they were just doing it there's plosives all over the recordings and they just 
they just kind of don't give a shit. And they, no pop confident. shields, are they? That was the like the philosophy for Let It Be, though, right? Like, yeah. th- I don't think they did that on the White Album. Like, no, if, if you see yeah. photos of them, there are pop shields. They have those cool little silver ones, like that would go around your mic, like on the tip. And like, Just generally, you see. And on Abbey Road, too, all the footage of, or photos of them singing are, like, just them singing on a mic. and do, So I think it, w- although you're right, it's amazing they did that. I think it was, like, a big decision that we're gonna, we're gonna sing it all live and leave the pops in and yeah. make it sound fucked up for this. You know but what maybe I mean? Maybe because it sounds so good. Maybe we all need to have a bit of that. I know, like... Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, you know, like, I've been thinking about what you said and, like, so you make that decision and, like, the Beatles are so, like, ubiquitously number one in the world that they do that. And it's, like, then every band after the Beatles tries to, like, copy the... And this is the on the engineering and production side, too. Like, copy it. So they're, like... You know, if you read the, that book recording the Beatles, they were just using U87s because they were like the mics that got shipped in. It wasn't like there was like a massive plethora of choices microphone-wise. Yeah. So like, and the same with the the console. It's not like they're like, let's ship in an SSL or something, like try a different console out, you know? So they're kind of like, they're just doing it with really good shit that's on hand. And then the next bands in the 70s start to, sort of do music in reference to the Beatles setup. And that just goes on in this feedback loop to now where we're just like doing music in relation to like the Chemical Brothers, also Dr. Dre, also ELO, and also the Beatles. And then like getting lost in all of this technology where they kind of, I think even for things like the White Album and stuff, were pretty much just chill about like, this is where we're at. So everyone's basically doomed because they were the f- they were like the first people on the moon, you know. But that's the thing about watching the. Sh- uh, and I've, I've actually got it in the background, which is quite just strange. to hype you up, <laughs> just to hype yeah. me up. Um, what's, what's what's so amazing about watching what they they're doing is because it's all about the process, and where they struggle is where they're not all in the room. And then you know when John starts cracking the jokes and George comes back from his little uh, hissy fit. Which is kind of justified, in my opinion. Yeah, but all you uh, need to do is go up north to get your fucking senses back. <laughs> to I'm going back down there. It's way better. <laughs> but like the process is everything. And, you know, when everyone's in there and everyone's in the room and they're ready and then the mics are on, then it's all about just, you know, catch, capturing that, that moment. But obviously a lot of these things apply to maybe to rock and roll more than they do to, say, dance music. But I suppose, you know, what these guys really nailed was just that idea that of everyone being there and you know focusing on the moment and not not stopping until you kind of get there not letting go like what was what was that quote you're saying about uh that george was quoting about just get it done you know oh he was like finish the song well john had told him that or something like if you have a good one finish it finish it that night exactly yeah i just i just feel so inspired by the film you know and also it makes me miss Miss all the bands I've been in, you know. Just totally, it just I, me back. I feel that way. We, we just played one, some. Sorry, Johnny, you go. The one thing I'd say about what you were saying earlier is, though, here's the funny part: is that <laughs> although that's totally true about that, we could all use a bit more of that like live 
off the floor energy in what we're we do. We're not very good. And that's what I'm saying is that like <laughs> oh, yeah. I experienced this through an artist called Neil Young who also only did that like yeah. <laughs> live with Chris <laughs> and you know James and I have talked about this that when you're like 21 and you're like fuck yeah all I'm gonna do is just like record it live and it's gonna be loose and it's gonna sound awesome but then you quickly realize when you listen back that it doesn't sound good and so yeah. I think although elements of that are important to incorporate it's pretty fucking hard to do it unless you're the Beatles or Crazy Horse or a band that's tight as hell and comfy playing with each other. I still think it's confidence too and I think that we're like in a you can't you can like never go back like time's really painful so we're like fucked because we grew up in our time like we grew up after it all there's no way to go back you can't make a record on also tape. studio time though right well like, sure i mean like, you could you could find a way there's money yeah i mean you just can't go back because if you try to at some point even if you really try someone's gonna be like just just edit that thing there just it you can't yeah, not you're do right. it. it's impossible right. oh that's we'll, true we'll just quickly do it like it doesn't matter it's not like breaking good point the, the fact that we know yeah we the know fact that we much. know that we can We've edit it too much. is why we don't Try. Yeah. Can you splice the, the tape? Can you splice the tape, boys? Have you ever I spliced can't. the tape? No. 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 Exactly. I've heard people say they can, but I've never seen it done. <laughs> they yeah. used to teach it at my uni because they didn't have uh, any decent stuff at the time. Yeah. So they were still teaching tape splicing when I got Pretty there. pagan, your university. <laughs> it's, it was in a Brill Cream factory. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's also drummers, though, a lot too, isn't it? Because like... You yeah, know, no offense, drummers. Yeah. Well, it's no, like because the it, drums too. have to be the vocals can be a little loose and ragged, or the guitar and it's fun and it sounds cool. But if the drums mess up, then it doesn't really. Oh sound. yeah, but you can't work with bad drummers. You know what? Are, no, what are you no. playing at? No. I heard you're a fan of Logic drummer. <laughs> no, that's Brandon, no, that's mostly. That's Brandon. Oh, I've never Brandon. used that. Brandon really likes. He likes. Um, I can't. I'll ask Brandon quickly. Who is who? What's the guy's name again? I'll text him. He'll text me. Yeah, I, I have. Like this. Uh, I have a cracked version of Logic too, and all I know how to do is press record. And uh, I'm gonna yeah, ask I mean, Brandon. Mine, mine really isn't recording well tonight. I hope the Zoom thing comes up well because mine's uh, keeps crashing, but Fucking he'll be hell. fine. Nice one, Joe. Yeah, I know. I mean, Sorry, that's I'm what you get when you get Joe, a cracked copy. Joe, I'd just like to say it's a pleasure to meet you. You uh, too. And um, kind of I would like to hear. I heard a really. You, you, I heard something that, you know, your take on the Beatles and all of this is fascinating and inspiring, but I heard something else that you did that inspired me even more, which was that you figured out an airport drinking hack, re- life oh, yeah. hack recently. <clears throat> well, it, if you need like a decent layover, but I basically spent 60 bucks on getting a pass for the United Lounge. Mm-hmm. And then I'd spent the next four hours just drinking straight, like, martinis than gin and tonics which if i <laughs> drunk in the houston lounges would have come to about at least 250 dollars worth of booze <laughs> um, fantastic move yeah. yeah that's good um, and then you got on the plane and watched nine hours of beatles you yeah. fell asleep actually, didn't you? <laughs> was, but you were kind of in a few i turned into so a podcast hear it <laughs> yeah it turned into a podcast that sort of it sort of came in went into my soul as i was sleeping so it was quite calming actually just listening to them talk and because it's all you go from one thing to another it's like those nonsense um apps that you put on where people just talk nonsense and it helps you fall asleep i've never heard yeah. of those apps we don't have them over here i don't think oh you, yeah meg loves them you bet you basically I, it freaked me out because i came in one night to the to the bedroom because often i go to bed later and she uh 
rock and she roll. She just had this guy, like, yeah, this guy. <laughs> right on, dude. Yeah, she just had this guy, like, talking nonsense. I was like, what the fuck is she listening to? And it was just some app where some guy, like, basically riffs up. I mean, you talk about fuging. This guy was basically fuging nonsense. And I thought I was going mad because I'd had a few drinks, but. Yeah, there's like people who just talk nonsense for. I a think podcast. you're just describing our podcast, like <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, I mean, I I can't listen to you guys at night because it's too. Uh, I just laugh too much. Too uh, keyed up. Nice. Yeah, for I sleep. Mean, yeah, I totally agree about Maka being keyed up in those first few sessions. Yeah, you can tell he's just like you know, or maybe that's just his vibe that he's got so much like. Like so much ramped up energy inside him because he's frustrated and he's. I think he's the one take I had was that Mac is like very frustrated behind the bass and because he can play everything because he he has ideas for every part he really gets frustrated and that's why he's kind of playing it like a, a guitar. I mean, you guys have probably said that already, but but then like when he gets on the piano and no one's filling in that bass, it's almost that thing where the classic Beatles sound needs macaron bass for it to sound like the Beatles. Yeah. And when they jump, when he jumps off, it kind of, you can tell everyone else is kind of out of their comfort zones. I it's think I, I got to say quickly as well, like Johnny, mm-hmm. just to kind of reinforce this, Joe is such a McCartney, by yeah. the way. <laughs> He's Inter- a Paul. Oh, big oh, yeah. time. So, you, so t- you two are two of the biggest Pauls I know. Yeah. So you guys yeah, can made kind me of riff myself, on this. Though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, it made me it made me hate myself and also regret like just like relive the pain of having to be that way yeah. in the past in groups I've been in and stuff like that, you know? Like but also also weirdly it was self-affirming too cuz you're like, well, you Agreed. know, if nobody's going to do it, then That's Paul how I does feel. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. I, I specifically Steve Ballinger, who's a great songwriter in the traveling band. He was a founding member. But I remember being like Paul was to him and he was being George and he would sort of, and he eventually he left George. the band and it breaks, George, my, yeah. breaks my heart, like thinking yeah. about that dynamic. But at the end of the day, someone had to like, you know, there had to be someone driving the band. And, uh, and but he I also can't back. drive either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's heartbreaking, you know. Um, you know, but I, I miss all my boys, my boys. I guess Sam, you played in a band with Sam. He'd be John, wouldn't he? He's a John. Yeah. Big He's time. John. Major John yeah. energy. I also don't think maybe John was as smacked up as you thought you have first, suggested. I think first act, he seems I like. I think he's buying his tongue, I think. But, I yeah, but let me tell you one thing. There's a shot where he and Yoko come in with Spanish Tony, dude. <laughs> have you and got Spanish you know Tony's Sp- number? Spanish Tony, sure you Tony do. Sanchez, I have his book, was oh. Keith Richards' smack dealer. Wow. Is this the For- guy that used to go around with Keith to make sure he didn't do too many lines? It was like, Keith, you've had enough. It's been four days. Was that someone else? I, I think he was just like a like a. I've been doing I that. I think that was someone else. He was like just a big a big shot dealer. And there's one shot. It's five seconds long where John and Yoko walk in with with Tony Sanchez. And I'm like, wow. to me, that kind of like laid it all out pretty clear. Yeah, I thought it was quite sweet. How I mean, you see John's evolution through the film from being completely. Yeah. He's, he's reserved. He's you know he's taking a step back and you know maybe 
maybe that is like a smack hang hangover. But at the same time, I feel like he's obviously kind of like emotionally sad about what's happened between him and Paul. And as, as this, the thing goes on, you can see their connection coming together. And then John kind of uses his wit and his humor and everything to kind of pull everyone in. And he's like this magnet of joy when he wants it's, to turn it on. It's beautiful. That's really well put. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that it's, it was always kind of John's band yeah. to lead and to, to and it, John had to be enthusiastic for everybody to get enthusiastic because he's John Lennon. And well, also, I think that yeah, I've, I've yeah. worked with artists before, like the, and this is, I think this is the more defining characteristic of, of Paul's in the studio is, they and this is kind of what this is what Paul does in the sort of situations you're talking about with and the difference between him and John is like everyone in the band knows Paul's the best in the band like they're all fine with it like in terms of like he's the protagonist to some extent in terms of the music and you know he's bringing more songs to the table and everything but he's also a complete control freak and that's not even a problem the problem is he recognizes he's a control freak at times, tries not to be for about two minutes and then just starts doing it again. Like he cannot let it lie. Like he will not let it lie. He can't do it. So that must be like, you know, infuriating because his even, well, I mean, we don't know other than the kind of weird hidden under a flower pot secret conversation, which is as good as an apology, I suppose. I've been in rooms with people like that where they say like, sorry, no, no, I know I've got to give you space to figure out what you're doing. And then like, they just can't, they only can do it for about two minutes and then they start critiquing again. And it, you can see that it's like at some point, and I think to echo your point, Joe, at some point, like for someone like John, it must be so infuriating because there's no words anymore. You may as well just stay quiet and like, because mm. you've probably been through it a million times. You respect the guy, but it's on him to, you know, change his behavior and he's clearly not capable of it. But I think that Paul did show a little bit of change when it got better. He, I was proud of him when he, they start working a little better together at Apple and he kind of quiets down and then John and George are working out Dig a Pony a bit and Ringo. And then because Paul's been a bit dormant, I love that part that, that John's like, you know, what do you think it should be? Like, you know, the drums on this part. And then he's like, well, since you're asking, and he comes up with that great idea of Ringo hitting the cymbal with the kick. Which is awesome. But you, should, you, like, give, you shouldn't give him a cookie for that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I just think... That's just I think collaboration. That, he probably had yeah, that thought two hours before as well. That's what I'm saying. Restraint. Yeah. He showed a little restraint. Yeah, but, that's yeah. All I'm but he also had a lot of bad ideas too, you know? Yeah. I think he learned his lesson a little bit after Twickenham. When George came back, he's like, I better be a little less domineering because it scared the guy off pretty much, yeah. you know? So Aiden is uh, Brandon's favorite Logic drummer. Aiden, yeah. yeah, he's decent. I like Mason. <laughs> Mason but my thing is that the the reason why I brought you think it it's up Nick is Mason. You think he's named after? <laughs> <him>? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think his his whole thing is like you know he's just a loose country thing. But Ringo is basically like a Logic drummer, where if there's music going on, he'll kind of he'll start and he'll start doing his Ringo thing. But as soon as the music stops, he just stops and he's yeah. makes him the best guy to ever jam with because. The worst drummers are the ones who are constantly like fiddling around. You mean every like, drummer? Yeah, every drummer. I mean, but then, 
Maybe you know, that's the key can... to the Beatles fully. Like, it's not about them not try, like trying or anything. It's just that they had an oral break in between ideas because the drummer didn't start like smacking shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's probably why like bands like the Beach Boys were so good too because they just hire session drummers. Yeah. So yeah. they they were paid to not play in yeah. between while they were working out Can ideas. Can I pay you to not play anything? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, you know, and I bet there's no way Neil Young was putting up with a drummer playing shit in between anything. He'd just cuss him out, probably. He'd yeah. just look at him with fiery red eyes and tell him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And exactly. You could do a Neil Young, like, a uh, drum machine, which is just a tom, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's all you're allowed. That's all you get. That's all you get. You're always playing at the last waltz kind of reunions, Joe, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I'm that. just like a pastiche guy. You who know, do my, you do? Who do you like? Be who are you in the last waltz tribute? Usually, um, I Doctor John. Say, well, I could see you right now as a Doctor John. As a Doctor sure. John, I'm. A, I guess I'm a Doctor John, but I'm not like you know. I've not got a decent probably Van Morrison. Who am I? I'm probably. You could probably I can't do be Richard. anyone from the band, though, can I? No, you why can't not? Be in the, oh, yeah, Manuel. I'd probably be. I'd be Emmanuel, I think. I mean, I'm not sad as hang I yourself mean, in a goddamn closet. I mean, it, you know, he's he's our avatar, isn't he? For yeah, this? he's our avatar. Yeah. Yeah. I've been guy. talking about doing a last waltz tribute here since for like 15 years on American Thanksgiving. Fly me out. Fly me getting, out. We should do it. Probably yeah, get me on the Phil Collins plane. Do we'll do like one in the UK. Oh, we'll yeah, those jet. ones. Yeah. Well, from San Fran, and then we'll like, unless you want to do it in uh, BC, but like, you know, we could. We'd better to do it at Winterland in San Francisco, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm why sure not? that is every day. I'm sure there's a fucking Last Waltz reunion there. Like, it's yeah. like that bowling alley where they, where they filmed the Big Lebowski, exactly. where they just have a All Big Lebowski day, party every, every night. Day. <laughs> Do you think they get any? I reckon they'll get an email every day with someone suggesting. It's been yeah. my dream, my life <laughs> that, dream, and uh, like Google execs, or more like, like they they think it's such a great idea. They're just like we, you know, I've been talking with some of my musician friends. We came up with an amazing idea. What about a Last Waltz tribute <laughs> no concert? One's ever done it. At Winterland, but like modern indie rockers doing yeah. the, the classic. You know what's interesting? Like that's that that sort of that's overdue a reboot. Like there's a lot of money to be made there. Lots of those artists are still alive. Scorsese's still alive. They could do it. Yeah, they could. They do did a it. Reboot. They did it last year. Oh no, really? Because I have a friend who uh, works with the, this guy, Nathaniel Rateliff. And oh, yeah. Night Sweats yeah, yeah. And, oh, they did. And, good. Yeah. No, they did a massive one like in Nashville, Last Waltz Tribute, and with Robbie Robertson. Oh, wow. And Robbie, it, I think Rob, it was in Nashville. Robbie's new teeth. Robbie like did the whole, like he organized the whole thing and just got a bunch of like new kind of. Did he play? Of, yeah, he played. Yeah. Wow. He played Crazy River. Did, did he overdub it for the recording though? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I just got, I gotta get on. some sherry and plug my phone in because I've got a feeling I need a backup for this. Uh, I've got you don't need a backup. The audios work pretty well. Okay. I think I can just use the zoom audio for your voice. All right, it might not, like ten seconds. It might not have the full kind of U eighty seven kind of like feel, but it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah. 
Get some sherry. I guess it does, is Christmas. Does Joe live in London? Joe lives in London, yeah. He lives in London Fields. It's a really nice place. In I've never actually been around to it because he didn't live in London when I was last over there because, well, maybe he did. I don't know. But he lives there now. But he has a studio up in Manchester, you see. Mm, cool. That a mutual friend, Adam, who's Ugh. a very, very good uh, engineer and uh, presumably at this point, I mean... And a really good producer too. I'm, I'm, I don't know, but just talking about Adam runs oh, yeah, your studio. Yeah. You know? Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, if yeah. anyone's in the UK listening, come to Penhall Sound Studio. We we like to do things, you know, the old school way. Yeah, we could do an, uh, a record there, Johnny, or a we podcast. Should. Yeah, we could. Just it's do a actually podcast. the worst place for a podcast because it's like it's all one room, isn't it? Yeah, and there's like you can hear shit coming into the room sometimes. It's very. Uh, it's very rustic. We haven't got the, uh, you know, we've not spent thousands of pounds on the walls. We've spent them on, spent that on a EMT reverb instead. Um, but uh, yeah, come, come make a record. That's great. Adam is, you know. Yeah, Johnny, let's go make a record. Yeah, let's do some, some sure. Johnny Payne stuff. And you'll use a real EMT 140. Yeah, I was, just read, I was just reading about that. The those. issue is if you, if you do make a record in Manchester, it might end up sounding like Joy Division. It's just what happens. You can't yeah. help it. Or Oasis, like which is pretty mint, but they didn't really record there. Mm. You know, where did they record? I don't know, like in Rockfield, Wales or something. which is near where my my U eighty seven comes from, Mono Valley, which is the sister or the little brother of uh, Rockfield, where like they did Yellow the story Morning Glory. Yeah, look up Rockfield. Yellow by Coldplay. Yeah, they looked up at the stars and they were shining down. Oh, and, that's yeah. where that lyric came yeah, from. From he wrote it, Rockfield apparently. Hmm. I always thought it was about the Southampton away kit from the FA Cup final, but apparently not. It makes sense that it would be though, you know, if if you were all United, the, the like the sharp view cam United away kit. <laughs> I kind of like that, that was, one. Yeah, it was yellow, but it was a bit green yeah. in it, or just Norwich or Watford. Yeah. I mean, Lecce. There's lots of teams. Yeah, Colombia. It was all yellow. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if any of them were all yellow. Piss is yellow. This is yellow. Uh, amber. I, yeah. I, I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about um, what's going to happen after the film and whether you think there's going to be some fan fiction vibes or I had an idea about maybe getting Peter Jackson to commission Dan Brown to do like a, okay. a mystery, a Libya. What would have happened if Hogg had gotten to Libya? And then some sort of like alternate versions of history. Yeah, like a That'd fan fiction cool. Dan Brown thing. Christopher Nolan, maybe but as someone's well. Someone's got to die. Playing with time. Well, we're hoping well, first dies. and foremost you know, don't that the that he finishes Spoiler what he started little. and releases the rooftop concert footage. Yeah. How's the petition going? We've got about twenty-eight signatures. Twenty-eight signatures. Trying to get to a hundred by Christmas. I guess like people That's don't different. really care about anything. No. It seems to but me astonishing. Have that you posted that hasn't... it on the Beatles, the, on the Facebook, the official base? Reddit, uh, we Facebook. should do that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we definitely. Oh, to hit there the you forums, go, James. Good. Okay. Yeah, good idea. But beyond that, what I noticed, Joe, was that when I, when I did the petition, that Peter Jackson, he was, you know, you could select him as a person that you're directing the petition at, meaning he has other petitions out against him already. Yeah, kind of like oh. Fat was. So, yeah, so, so, the way I see it is that people are already quite. Uh, yeah. They're pushing him to do something, and all I can think of is that he's. They're they're wanting him to continue the Lord of the Rings story. 
Yeah. Like some, like probably just, you know, write a new trilogy. We don't care if it's not a real book. Just keep it going. You know, put all Tol- the- Tolkien, I've been watching Time Team recently, and uh, we don't know anything about the Dark Ages in England. So they have to just, it's basically like when we talk about the Dark Ages, like Saxon times, which is what we'll go back to in about Saxon 70 years. <laughs> we, uh, we know so little about what was going on, like, because everything was made of wood. You can't find anything. Like, it's all gone. So, um, yeah, it's all mulch, isn't it? So, (laughs) basically, we just... Tolkien made it all up, like, to made up a land that was, like, meant to feel like Saxon in its kind of vibes. And that's just what history's now just decided it looked like. Like, they have no idea what it really looked like, so they just, like, go with what Tolkien did. And it literally said this on Time Team the other day. Just like, do you think this will be what, when they find like the studios, you know, and all the wood from the guitars is turned into mulch, and yeah. they're going to be left with just the strings, mulch and the strings, yeah, and that'll be pottery. You know, it's and, funny you talk jewelry. about fan fiction stuff because maybe it is going to go the way of like Star Wars, yeah. you know, where like this whole Lord of the Rings Beatles thing yeah. uh, that now that there's no actual footage left or anything they'll just do an animated yeah. beatles kind of you know how star wars has all these offshoot things yeah. and it'll be yeah. like them doing the white album right and they'll use and, and you know maybe well, maybe I watched that's for the serengeti last night which is a bbc sort of planet earth adjacent thing and i was really excited about it cuz it was going to be like all these animals like in the serengeti but then it's been narrated as if it, they are they have human characteristics so it's like kind of like uh like a real life lion king oh, and it wow. it was really hard to watch because i i'm pretty sure that they don't have human voices or feelings you isn't know? that the lion the witch in the wardrobe though no, already kind of well that's no, coming see, up that's too. coming up and there's definitely a beatles potential crossover there especially yeah, and also it's, it's, it's war and evacuees and stuff it's peter jackson loves all that stuff it's well, aren't there four children who go through the wardrobe <laughs> just like I think beatles four so grandparents who's the lion then is that is that glenn's the lion no. well lion's jesus so it's john isn't it Right. No, I think the four of them yeah, are John. Uh, are the, the kids are the Beatles, and they go through the wardrobe, and then the, just their journeys through Narnia are them throughout making their career their making yeah. their albums. Yeah, but John stuff. dies, so Aslan dies, and George is a fawn. He's that weird little fawn character. <laughs> right. That's the one thing we can agree on yeah. there for sure. And yeah. maybe, um, yeah, maybe Paul. I mean, Paul Prince Caspian. Is Paul? Yeah, I only you know? read the line of which and wardrobe one, and then the other ones I was excited to, and I realized he was really Christian, and it got really confusing for me as a kid because mm. I thought it was just a, a thinking man's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh, I yeah. got a note here that says Mal. <laughs> I was obviously wasted on the plane. Like Mal Evans, uh, Lenny of Mice and Men vibes, Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> He does look yeah. a bit like a. a he Gerard. does look like he's had a few too many beef bourguignons <laughs> for sure. He does look like Gerard Depardieu. That's yeah. true. Depardieu. I mean, that guy's <laughs> over in Russia or something, isn't he? He's a tax exile. Yeah, is he? Yeah, he went there. Is he went he? to Russia, so he didn't want to pay French taxes anymore. He probably gets all these goat's cheese, you know, shipped in. I mean, that's what Pete Doherty did, didn't he? he just went to France to quit smack and just discovered cheese instead and you got the a stones did yeah i mean what well, they gonna... went they they went to the bahamas to 
kick heroin and discovered crack. That's though. the Happy Mondays, isn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I think Keith too, like, or like, they he went somewhere and uh, they had that amazing know. studio, um, Air Studios in that Caribbean island. Is that where? Yeah, George Martin. Oh, studio, it, no, right? it's in a, it's a British, uh, British Caribbean island, isn't it? It's like yeah, one and of it the... got hit with a. Um, that would be incredible fan fiction if like every star was there, and then the uh, he talks. Sorry, I was going to say, and then no, carrying like like that. Was the it British Hurricane Guyana, or isn't it? He Wasn't talks that? about it in Get Back, George Martin. There's really? one part that George Harrison asks him. He's like, how are things going with your new studio? Oh, and George wow. is like, really great. Like, he's just building it, I think. Yeah, it's it's near... Uh, it's the island near Antigua, I think. And it was, maybe it was volcanic, or I think they just had this horrific hurricane, but... Didn't wow. they used to have like Montserrat? No, it was amazing. Yeah, Montserrat. Yeah, they <laughs> recorded Brothers in Arms there. There are straits. Wow. Let's go to Montserrat right now. You mean yeah. if you get to Antigua, I think you can still kind of go over there and check it out. I but, bet um, they don't have COVID there. Oh man, it's yeah. I'm not going to get into the COVID chat, but I would love nothing more than just to go to Montserrat now well you have like you're, you you're all gonna get it aren't you now London's ma- London's not good right now is it no I mean to be fair I've, I've been quite impressed with the reaction everyone's Boris. just kind of weighed it up <laughs> well less so Boris and more like I hate calling him Boris Boris Johnson Boris Prime Mr. Minister Johnson, yeah. it's more just like everyone's just gone okay we've got loads of plans but it doesn't really matter let's cancel everything you know I've had oh, three it's good that people are doing three shows cancelled this week it's fine Everyone's cancelled their parties. As long as the Premiership doesn't get cancelled, that's when it will kick off. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Well, I'm going on Sunday to watch uh, Tottenham v Liverpool. Tottenham might be done, eh? As long as I don't lick the back of my head or anything, because everyone's going to like yell into my skull, but the back of it. Yeah, the back's fine. Hockey season's pretty much getting cancelled by the day here too. Yeah, well, well, it's very cold there, though. Tottenham All the everyone's getting it now with COVID again. Didn't Conte? He said he's scared. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get cancelled and everyone's gonna freak out. But that's it. I when you know. get rid of the circuses, you know what I mean? Like they're the kind of national circuses. Once you yeah. get rid of them, no one gives a shit about music. It's the soap, though, isn't it? It's the exactly it's what's going on all Working the time. Man's ballet. Um, I've, I'm trying to work out. You got some scribbled notes yeah, from the plan? Think, yeah, before like... Oh, Are yeah. Beatlesy, Beatlesy so, stuff. I wondered <laughs> yeah. about... You know how... Basically, release the tapes. You know, yeah, I, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So That does sound good, that, that U87. Sorry, go on. Oh, it does? Yeah. yeah I, I, can, I can hear it. I can hear that top sizzle. That sizzle yeah, they're famous for. I mean, for. I, put a, I notched the top end down. I just put a little bit of podcast kind of, you know, in there. Um... Oh, yeah. So the, maybe he's holding back the show and I'm just linking this into B2 and the metaverse. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's already had a meeting with Zuckerberg and okay. you may have already covered this. Well, but maybe I mean, there's going to be an immersive get thing back experience where you're right. on the roof and maybe right. Peter Jackson is the fiddler on the roof. Maybe that's what his right. whole thing is. That is makes that, so much sense. Yeah. yeah. And or you can watch from a different roof. Yeah, yeah, or either yeah, or like a choose your own adventure where you can choose a beetle to be in be the, the band, and then you you playing or be the copper. Yeah, exactly. I also think just on a, a 
it's a bit of a shame they didn't put a camera on Billy. I just think after I think all, well, I think it's Arnie's more. Decision. I think it's more of a shame that the, the cops threw him off the roof after the show. Well, no that's one's a talking shame. about that. Well, they threw Billy off the roof. Yeah, no yeah. one's talking about that. No one said anything about it. It's horrible. <laughs> what the they, way they threw? Treated. They threw Billy Preston died right day. off the fucking side, dude. And that's after how he they died. finished, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, legend. I never knew that's how he went. No, that's. How, I mean, that's what like McCartney. You don't got see replaced. the street reaction to that because it's shocking. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they replaced McCartney in '66. They replaced Billy in '68. <laughs> yeah, no one can play that riff like him though. No. I don't know. It's almost, I, I love the way they give, edited it. You'd probably it. give it a go if you had enough, you know. I, you know, I got schooled by this. I did a session with Steve Ballinger, actually. He's making a new album. Oh, that's great. The drummer, who's also called Steve. Good drummer. He, he's, yeah, great drummer. Good drummer. He, um, he ended up on the, um, on the you know, the, there's like a, the Beatles, big Beatles band over here, uh, the covers band, and they've been going for years, and they, the, the old Paul is like now the manager, and they got the young guys in. So they're doing B2. They're basically doing B2, but it's 3D, and it's basically reality B2. It's not But they've replaced the original Paul with a new Paul in the covers yeah. band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my mate John Murray does sound for them sometimes. Oh, what are they called? They're like the big, they're the big Beatles um, tribute band in the UK, and they go out for like 30, 30 grand. The Fab Foe, no? No, that's oh, the that's American a good one. one. <laughs> That we learned about yesterday. What was the one that was on the really terrible Beatles covers band that ended up on that news program and it was that comedy? Beatlemania? Oh, that was... Very- <laughs> Maybe they just called the Fab Four. I don't think it's... The- anyway, but... The, the Fab dr- Four dress up. I'm looking at them. They're into it. Steve the- couldn't do this riff, though. He's, he was drumming on this session. He's like, found the Rhodes in the studio and just did the Get Back uh, Rhodes riff. And I was just... And I tried to do it, but I couldn't do it. I felt completely, completely. I know the yeah. Diddly, the so, diddly, diddly. That's probably yeah. how McCartney felt watching Billy do it. Undermined. Yeah. Undermined. Isn't it funny? It, yeah, I think that, that you can only play like that if you were on the road with Ray Charles for like yeah, 10 possible. years. Or, you know what I mean? Like, and stuff, oh. yeah. like it, that's a certain style of playing that is not. Take the, it to church kind of vibe. Exactly. Yeah. It's a gospel inspired style but um you know what i was gonna say is that uh it's funny how billy preston they edit it that makes it look like he sat down and just like wrote the don't let me down riff like within five seconds like right it's a tag though it's like that's the same it's the same movement that's on the get back riff it's just yeah slowed down in a different chord but that's his thing so good imagine having a tag that recognizable so that's my thing i'm just gonna put it on your record. i wish i had a world you know what's, in my room you, you know yeah. what's funny is just talking to you guys what we should actually do forget the last waltz and i'm pretty sure right now i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say no one's thought of this okay is that we recreate the rooftop concert okay oh shit in <laughs> as in london on three savile row yeah. yeah, no one's ever probably called Apple, I don't think, and said, I got, you know, emailed them and like, got a great idea. We got a bunch of like indie rockers in their 30s who are big Beatles fans. And what we want to do is get up on your roof and do the, the set. So, what I do you mean, think? It's worth a try. But yeah. then I think what would happen is that's when. That's when the big guns will come in. They'll get wind that someone's going to do it. Get lawyered, lawyered up, yeah. They'll get lawyered up, and before you know it, everyone who's lined up for B2 will be on that roof. 
and they'll yeah. take our idea. Johnny Depp, Grawl. And and it wouldn't Ed be Sheeran. cops this time. It won't be a couple of bobbies this time. It's going to be the fucking SWAT team on the other yeah. side of the roof. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. not pointing the guns at them. They're pointing them at us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Get put down the guitar, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely got like I, a I kind of like the cop vibe. edit. I know you guys didn't like Oh, weirdly, it's on my screen right now. The cops? I, I like the cop bit. Are well, you a cop lover? Have you seen the original Let It Be? Yeah, I have, but it was a long time ago. I should have revisited. Yeah. It's yeah. just the same I mean, shit. Well, it's just the same it's thing. It's the rehash, so. isn't it? It's not so, as good, yeah. actually. This yeah, one, this the old screen one's thing, it, it goes a bit Austin Powers, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. it's on Savile Row, you know? Yeah. I, well, that's the thing. What, no, that James, you had a great point that, like, who cares what a bunch of accountants on Savile Row think about Beatles? Uh, you know what I mean? Just, like, my favorite just, bit with Tory sorry, power yeah. structure. It's just, just reminding us not to, you know, not to know that we're free. Why, like, have, why would anyone, like, view the Beatles' last concert through the lens of police and the establishment? Yeah, it was kind of cool, exactly. though. I think it it's created an act of insurrection, man. Hundred percent. It, it, it created a Amen. story arc, though, when you know Maka talks about trying to raid the houses of Parliament, and um, I don't know if that I can't remember if that was covered in the original, but just like Guy uh, Fawkes style. Yeah, well, at least at least there's that form of rebellion that I think is always I from the rooftop footage that's always been there. It's this sense that the Beatles are. They're re rebelling against, sure. you know, uh, the oppression. But I think they could have done that in with Libya, a, with a little a bit of less golden, less cut cutaways. And agreed. agreed. He's still, More we, yeah. we were promised the show. Yeah, well, we were not, promised. You know, in its breaking entirety. news, that original press release that said mm -hmm. we'll see it has disappeared from Peter redacted. Jackson and Disney's. It's been redacted. Yeah, yeah. he said finally. Beetlegate. Yeah. The, I remember the I remember reading it because it was before it was finished being edited. Yeah. And he that was all they said. And then all this stuff started creeping in about how about Oh, Frodo. we're gonna be cutting away to the street. And I was like, Whoa, 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 what is this? Yeah. They already did that. What do you mean? You said we were gonna see it all. Is it Jackson so, or is it McCartney and Ringo? Did I they not perform the other it's, songs very well? I think it's McCartney. And, but we know they yeah. played well because we, we you know, got the it's rights. on the record. Well, that yeah. could be the big reveal is that they're not live. Well, Somebody said that maybe they don't have the footage because it, they were using film and the cameras ran out. Uh, I refuse to believe no, that. I don't think that happened. <laughs> they had like seven cameras up yeah, there and a been, helicopter. It could have been a Muddy Waters last waltz incident, but it's possible. Uh, no that way. There's too a, many cameras. It's possible that there's too many overdubs and stuff and actually it wasn't live. And some of the McCartney stuff you can imagine him being like, come on, I want to get maybe Spectre. Maybe Spectre's last words were, as producer, you're not allowed to show the entire The thing. whole thing. Yeah. I'm actually into this idea, and we should stop here, but I'm into this idea now that actually it's not, that those that footage doesn't exist. Uh, and it's Or it does, and it shows them not playing the songs. And that's like, Let wow, me tell you. You can't. Even, yeah. Okay. Even if it doesn't exist... Yeah. I know what does exist. The footage that they do on the three, the split screen where someone's talking over George's yeah. guitar solo. Yeah. And I even just want to see that. Well, maybe it's conveniently like that, those little right. things are right. flubs that got overdubbed. And you know, when it says like, this is the version of this is get back as it appears on the record, maybe it's all just a ruse and actually it isn't at all. 
Hence, I we refuse. can't see the whole thing. That oh, would be a I revelation. I can't believe that. Don't break my heart. I don't want to believe that. Well, I maybe, refuse to believe that. India, Release the maybe tapes. it's like so an Indiana Jones, like, holy Definitely grail. Definitely Indiana Jones, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the well, next. I, well, I'm going to go. Cage one where he's in a pyramid and stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we need to go to the Reddit, and I've, that's a really good yeah. idea. Thank you, If you, you could Joe. do that, and Johnny, that would be great. Sure, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll go do it. I'll, I'll edit. Do it. You read it. <laughs> Sounds good. And Joe, we're gonna. you better go and work on that Billy Preston lick for when we do the rooftop concert. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's it's a bit like the Claire de Lune of rock and roll, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, on that really bombshell, we'll... That uh, was a, an absolute pleasure. Yeah, Thank man. you. It's really Thank nice you for having me on. on. Yeah, let's have you on again soon send me your audio even if it's broken and um have a great rest of your day and don't get covid yeah yeah you too i think my yeah we'll have you we'll have you back again soon joe that was really really hilarious i'll see you later when we're going to be talking to bleaker johnny all right bye bye guys bye-bye merry christmas merry christmas